Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Why are they called granny panties? Like, you know, I don't not, know. It's just like full, full, back, full coverage. Why? Yes. Are, this is way too in depth of a conversation <laughs> about underwear we're having. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare, our new podcast, which actually, I guess, isn't that new anymore because it's been a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm Lily here with my partner in crime, Jocelyn. Hello, Lils. It's nice to be with you. I love the term partner in crime because, like, what crimes would we be committing? Oh, my gosh. I love crimes, specifically white-collar crimes. I've been, like, actively thinking about getting involved in one. I'm just kidding. I, this is not evidence of any crime. I was like, this this is going to go down a weird wormhole. Should we just start? Should we Let's just start. get right into it? So, over it. What she said. Okay, Joss, what are you over today? What's really grinding your gears that you need to just get off your chest? Well, as per the usual, per the climate right now in our crazy country, there's a lot that I'm over. Um, but one mm-hmm. thing very specifically and a little bit more lighthearted that I'm over are all women's undergarments. I feel like bras and underwear, underwears, underpants, as my grandma would call them, are just... <laughs> Keeping me down, okay? Keeping wait, wait, me down. Side note, did you want four meets rolled? <laughs> yes. Yes. Underpants. <laughs> um, or as my mom would say, panties, which, do you hate that word, oh, panties? Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you want to know what my friend's uh, grandma used to call them? Bitsies. Ooh, Bitsies. That's I'm cute. pretty sure she still is a fully grown adult. <laughs> Listen, Lily, there's a yeah, lot. What's your beef with the Bitsies? There's a lot that I have a grind to gear when it comes to being a woman. I mean, like hair removal, all of the things. I'm over all of it. Let's be real. Um, but I've recently realized how horrific women's underwear are. And that is because Chris and I were recently in Arizona and I forgot underwear. So I did what any wife would do, and I wore his. And you know what? Those Calvin Klein boxer briefs are what dreams are effing made of, okay? They are, they just make your butt and your whole private part area feel so cozy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really going to need to interject here. Um, 
Chris is not a, a big guy, no. but I I feel like he's um, a little stockier than yes. you are. Yeah. So his underwear to me sounds like you would be like wearing like pajama shorts. They're a little loose depending on what brand we're talking about. If we're talking about the champion brand from Costco, they have a heavy cotton and they shrink. So they are skin tight on me where I was like, how did you ever wear these? The Calvin Klein's on the other hand. Like, are they cutting off his circulation? You're really small. <laughs> um, yeah. The Calvin Klein's are a little looser, a little more like a boxer or a loose fleece short, but I don't understand why all women are not wearing these. Well, all humans are not wearing these or, and here's the controversial topic I know you agree with. Why, why are we wearing anything at all? Why, why, why? Funny point you bring up because we've talked about this in the past. I don't usually wear underwear. No, no. I, to me, it just feels like, feels like more laundry. Um, but I, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, some people are like, what do you mean? What Didn't you even say, like, what if you, like, kind of pee a little? Yeah, well, that's always been my like, fear. That that's always happen. been my fear. You know, um, specifically with dresses, I will probably always wear an undergarment because I have this weird fear that if there's not something up there, pee will accidentally come out. I don't know. It's just a weird thing I have. <laughs> dresses, I will say, dresses are a little different. And also, I feel like I've had many a moment where Maryland, where the dress, like, might fly up. You never know what's going to happen. You want to be protected. Yes. But also, I also only wear thongs, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess I have some, like, which, why are they called granny panties? Like, you know, they're I don't not, know. It's just, like, full full back full coverage why yes this is way too in-depth of a conversation about underwear we're having (laughs) but lily the reason it is in-depth is because this is something that's very clearly been in the back of our minds that we're now bringing to the forefront i think it's an important conversation to have well so my point was going to be that i usually wear thongs so if i was wearing a dress to like just make sure i don't like flash my britney to everyone then i guess that's not super helpful because like my ass would still be out Oh, I guess gosh. my vagina wouldn't. Is so that what like you call is that what you call your vagina, the Britney? Your Britney? I mean, I don't know. Correct me, audience, if that's disrespectful, but um there was a period of Britney Spears. Like, oh yeah, where she, she showed her private many yeah. an incident where she would get out of the car and she was apparently a commando uh, advocate. So she was spearheading the charge that we're now also advocating, which is 86ing underwear altogether. There you go. Well, yeah, but so why did you chose to wear men's boxers instead of Disco Commando? Oh, well, I had, oh, I don't know. Good question. Uh, I had a very I'll short, I had a very, very short dress on. So that's why I I felt okay. the need. So you put boxers on? Yeah, and I hiked them up real high. And yes, they did, did show multiple times. I Well, or was it like a flowy dress? Kind of. It was kind of a balloon dress. Remember, or a bubble dress that's another style. thing why I, the reason that girls get screwed on the underwear is because you're usually trying to avoid having the underline, well, um, you're avoiding like the underline line, right, of underwear course. lines showing. Oh my God, I can talk this <laughs> Um But also I have a question because like, I don't, I mean, I'm actually not familiar with the underwear choice of m- most of my guy friends, but I feel like most guys are boxer briefs, so they're tighter. Mm-hmm. how do guys that wear actual boxers like isn't that uncomfortable I feel like it would be all like bunchy and weird in your jeans unless you're wearing like 
Janko jeans. Good point. Good thing that you point out. And I only know a bit about this because when we went to, uh, this is taking a turn, when we went to our gynecologist appointment for like a preconception appointment to talk about like how babies are made um, with our doctor. The learning Where literally, Chris, my husband has never looked more terrified in his life than he did on that very day in that room. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Apparently... It's good for the testicles to be more free inside of a boxer because they're able to like do what they do and, and make the sperm easier. Hashtag science. Yeah, like com- I'm, I'm talking more comfort wise. Like it just seems like <laughs> yeah. an interesting choice. It's like guys that wear boxers underneath their board shorts and then go in the water. I'm like, oh no, that's strange. Then you have twice, then you have twice the wet. I, it doesn't make sense. So, well, even more strange um, to me is like the concept of having all of the all the bits and pieces like just in regular underwear just like nestled so tight you know i don't know well i yeah, have a man honestly, on to discuss like a, it, i was like it seems like it'd be uncomfortable for guys just across the board but yeah. you know um what are you over <laughs> <laughs> this is taking oh a turn i love it um ah. I feel like I, I really know I should come more prepared, but I'm over so many things that I'm always kind of like, I'll just figure something out. Um, one thing I'm over is this has a more serious, I mean, actually it is serious in general. I'm over. Why are people pretending like coronavirus is just gone? This might come out at a time that we're like all like back in quarantine, I feel like, because all the cases are rising right now. But the amount of people that I go on their protest, uh, so we're filming this. Uh, June 15th. I went on the Black Lives Matter protest yesterday and I think I saw maybe one or two people without masks on. And it was like they were taking them off for like a breather because it was hot and we're walking a lot. Why am I seeing videos and pictures of people like at bars and at the beach and at like just going to parties and no one has masks on anymore as if it's just like, oh my God, the government said we could go outside. It must mean it's not real. Well, here's what I will say is that Chris and I had to go to Arizona a few weeks ago, which you know. And you said it was normal. Well, Arizona was as if coronavirus literally never happened. Like, no one was wearing masks. People were just out and about. And guess what, y'all? Two weeks later, highest spike in cases yet. So what I will say is that, you know, I live in a super densely populated area of L.A., very busy neighborhood. um, And a lot of stuff is starting to reopen. But... They are taking pretty good precautions, at least in most of the places I've seen, which is different than what I saw in Arizona. People were just basically like up in the club, basically, you know? I think that's what's interesting is like LA, it's still for the most part, I see people with masks on. It's like more people that I follow on social media that I maybe went to college with. I think I've seen several people like in Texas, which I'm not super surprised. I feel like Texas has been, Texas was like the people that were protesting to be able to get out sooner. (laughs) But I... It just doesn't, I'm so confused. I'm like, wait, but, um, you, you know, like we're probably like, if you were mad about being inside before, why would you then just be like, I'm now going to go outside, throw all like of my, like they're not even trying. Yeah. It's really interesting. So we'll see what happens. Like in the next few weeks. So basically what I'm over is people like not using common sense. Well, so, yeah, I feel like this could just be like, I'm that I'm over that every week and we could just like attribute it to a new thing. But you know, what's even funnier. And I saw Lisa Schwartz 
post about this. She posted on Instagram this photo that was of her face wearing a mask. And she was like, I love all of your guys' noses. I think, think that they're so cute, but your nose needs to be in your mask. It also needs to be covered, I, not just your mouth. <laughs> I was dying because it's literally people wear them like this. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> do? You, I also, this I'm not over. I just think it's funny. Have you heard like multiple news anchors and people referring to it as juices? What? What do you mean? Like nose it's juices? Like spreading your juices. No, but I like, actually that's how love it's that. Contagious. Oh, I that's funny. Is that actually anyway. like a legitimate term? Uh, yeah, it's definitely um, scientific from the World Health Organization. Okay, fantastic. Great. Glad we're on the it's same page. It's right next page. to the article where um, Trump said you should drink disinfectant. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Should we move on to the overshare part? Let's do it. Because we didn't overshare enough about men's undergarments. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Okay. Today's overshare topic is going to be about our worst job experiences. Oh, gosh. I say worst job experiences because I don't feel like I had any like blatantly terrible jobs. You, Jocelyn took notes, you guys. Yes. Yeah, so I had to do a deep dive into my history and really reflect upon a lot of the jobs that I've had in the past um, because I've had a lot of jobs, weirdly, but I guess I am kind of old. So that does make sense. Like you've, you've been around, you've lived lives. Yeah. But and also, the- you have. You, You've had weird freelance jobs too, not just like. Yeah, so for much of my career, I was a freelancer, which for those of you guys not familiar with that term, it basically means you're just kind of working all over the place, whatever pops up. And I had some jobs that were ongoing. Like when I first started at Clever, that was more of a freelance situation where I wasn't on like a full-time contract. I was just working there like two times a week. She was making like $10 a story. Yes. No, literally I was living on corn nuts. It was super, super glamorous. Um, But the thing I want to talk about and reflect upon today is my illustrious career as a model. Ugh. Yes. You're kind of familiar with my modeling career. I was like, you're going to have to be more specific with the audience about what modeling you're referring to. Yes. So when I was in my early 20s and trying to pursue a career in hosting, I heard from someone the best thing you should do is get an agent. Now, I had no idea what an agent was. I had no idea how to get one. But there I was in an office of a modeling agency trying to get a hosting agent. And they were like, you know what? You probably should get a little bit more comfortable going on auditions because I had never been in an audition. Um, and like, we got to get you some headshots and all this stuff. So I went and I took the photos and did the whole thing. And then they were like, you know what? We feel like you could work as a model. And I was like, yeah, LOL. That's like literally never happening. Cut to a few years later. And I was what they call a working model, but (laughs) I was definitely not doing anything high fashion, um, anything glamorous. Um, like if you go on the public storage website, I'm the person wearing the headset, taking phone calls. I was on the cover of women's world magazine twice. Um, I'm also one of the most famous shower cap models in America. It should also be noted that when she says that she was on the cover twice, that's because her first cover was apparently such a crowd favorite and such a hit that they kept the photo from over 10 years ago. And then we're like, you know what? 
She looks great. We need to reuse that one soup diet. Was it the soup first? Yes. It was, it was soup um, and then maybe yogurt. Holding, I, I think it moved to cereal. So it's yes. the first one in like literally like 2009 or something. I don't know. It was a long yeah. time ago. That one comes out and it's like soup diet. It's just holding a bowl, like a bowl of soup looking all happy. Then this new one surfaces over 10 years later, you guys. She starts getting tweets that are like, uh, Joss, is this you? We went to the store and we bought all the copies they had. Uh, they had photoshopped your sweater a different color and it was no longer a soup diet. It was for cereal. <laughs> but I have to say, you know, another your fun agent fact. did a really poor negotiation job on that one. But guess who shot me? This is so random. Guess who the photographer was that shot me for that cover? You're never going to guess. Sophia Bush's dad. Yeah. He's a photographer. And that's who shot me for that magazine cover. Like in what? 2009. Why am I just finding out that now? I don't know. And Did I remember you just meeting. No, I remember meeting her on a red carpet because I was also oh, at that wait, time. Yeah, like, because also 2009 was when One Tree Hill was still... Kind of ending, I think, yeah, towards I like, that on? time. But I, I met her at a red carpet, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just worked with your dad. It was so fun. It was so random. Anyways, that is not – this is not even the worst of it. I also used to do – my agency had a department for, like, spokes modeling jobs where I would, like, go to trade shows and, like, go on the stage and, like, say hello, like, Tony Robbins and, like, welcome people and do crazy stuff. So I used to actually do that a lot, and it was incredibly lucrative because I would be, like, paid to actually speak and do things and, like, present things and whatever. So one time I actually found the email, and if you're watching the video version, we're going to throw it up on the screen. My agent mm, was like, she's hey. She's coming with receipts. Yes. I have my receipts. My agent, Crystal, shout out to Crystal. She paid my bills for so many years. I'm still friends with all my modeling agents, by the way. They're like the best people ever. Anyways, Crystal emails me and she's like, hey, girl, we have this natural food expo and a company wants to hire you to walk around and wear a bunny suit. And so I was like, I saw how much money it was and I was like, hells yeah, count me in. And I'm thinking like, oh, they saw a photo of me and they think I'm so cute. They want to like dress me as a Playboy bunny or something, right? Girlfriend, <laughs> let me tell you, I roll up to Literal the Literal bunny, Easter bunny. <laughs> Literally a mascot costume, okay? Covered head to toe for three days. You can't even, why do you hire a modeling agency to put someone in full face coverage? I truly have no idea. I wasn't even allowed to speak because, you know, you're not supposed to talk to people when you're wearing a mascot costume. It feels um, like it could have been more of like a Craigslist scenario. It it felt very Craigslist. So I but walked it was, around it was for, a good rate? It was a great rate. I walked around for three days straight inside of the Anaheim Convention Center in a full bunny suit. And you know what? It's like at that moment where you're like, I'm on a magazine cover. I'm feeling pretty hot. And then someone hires you as a model to completely cover your whole face and they don't want to see you or hear your voice brings you back down to earth, you know? So uh, that was probably my worst, my worst, most humbling job of all, all time, I should say. And I've had a lot I, of stupid jobs. You've just done so many random things. It's true. Um, I mean, I was a bartender forever at Outback Steakhouse. Oh, which, yes. Those are your glory days. Those were my glory days. I actually had to quit because there was, like, a customer who started, like, coming to my house. Do you remember that? 
Yeah. That was the whole thing. Terrifying. Anyways, so that's my worst job. What's yours? I feel like I actually have no idea. Was it working for me as my intern? <laughs> well, no, it's funny because you you saying that it's like, oh, and they're like, oh, you're a model? Cover your whole face. I This is <laughs> obviously clever was far from my worst job. It's literally what built my career. Um, but... I will reference the one point at Club Earth that felt exactly like that was um, when we had that show diss track. Oh, god! <laughs> and it was like very much like an outside, like defied hired like an outside production team to come in and do this. And they definitely, I don't think we're familiar with Clever in general, which felt a little strange to begin with. But yeah. regardless, there's basically like at least 20 to 30 people that we've never seen before just taking over our whole office space. And it's not like we had a big office, but they were right where all of us were. So it was like, oh my God, who are all these people? What's going on? This is a very big shoot. And it was like, I think each shoot was like $40,000. It was this huge production. So then I feel like halfway through production, they kind of were like, oh crap. Should we maybe put the people on the channel in the videos? (laughs) like i don't know is that a good idea like would that would that be expected when the channel has millions of subscribers to like actually put people that recognize in it i don't know well we obviously can't sing and this was like a whole parody thing of like having to like it was like taylor swift versus Katy perry and they would have look likes come in and it was just this whole fake song go watch them they a lot of them actually are, they're, they're done very well yeah yeah but the justin bieber selena gomez is that what the fight was? Oh, I, I don't know. I think I was I, in the one for Taylor Swift. I mean, not my face. Oh, wait. But. Oh, that's what. Well, no. I guess that was the one that specifically was. Okay. So there was one that was Taylor Swift versus Katy Perry, and it was like recreating moments from their music videos. And we are in ballet outfits, I believe. Yep. Yep. Leotards and, and tights. We. Uh, so basically, we got an approach to like, hey, guys, actually, like, can we have you as they basically want to use us as like, Easter eggs in the background. Just but like, like extras. so that when people are watching, they could be like, oh, my God, look, Lily's there. Oh, look, it's Joss. Totally understood that was willing to do that for the day, even though we all had our actual jobs that we like needed to be doing and had other responsibilities. <laughs> but we're like, you know what? Sure. Got it. Guys, we go into this room and we're standing there and literally the director would come over and be like. Yeah, actually, um, could you like turn this way? And they would just turn you around and be like, well, you're not going to be on camera anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Literally, we have like all of these deadlines we're supposed to be meeting. We have so much going on. And we're like, you're not, what, do you want us to turn around? But then why, why are we here? Why like, am I you, here? You, why you am I have here? extras. And not to be like, oh my God, I want to be front side. No, we didn't even want to be in the video. We were doing them a favor because they wanted us to be in it. And then they're like, oh, could you actually like, turn around? You're in the shot too and I'll never forget so, this specifically. It was on a Friday and they had not given us a heads up about this. So all of us were just like, yeah, we have a lot of responsibilities, but we'll come pop into your video. And I'll never forget. The director came up to me and was like, so we're going to need to have you stay here until probably 9 p.m. And I was like, absolutely and not. And you had been there since no like way. 7 a.m. No. I was like, I'm so sorry. No, my face isn't even in this. Like, literally, go hire anybody, like, outside. Like, they can come be in this. I'm not, I'm not staying. I, oh, well, and gosh. then it would be, like, all of us being, like, well, I actually have a heart out of, like, three. Because, like, uh, sorry, I have a job I have to go do. And they'd be, like, well, I mean, if you have to go, 
You yeah, I do. And they like try and guilt trip you into it. And it's like, okay, bye. Like I also guys, none of these people that we're talking about, like we didn't work. They weren't, we have not worked with any of them in, I don't, they're not anyone, you know. No, and they were honestly, creatively, like, they were great. They were doing amazing. Their job. There was just a lot of miscommunications and disconnected. No, and I don't blame I don't blame them at all for the situation. I think it was more people working on our team that were like lacking <laughs> the information uh, as far as like what was actually going on, which is a whole other theme. <laughs> so no, that was not my worst job experience, but felt like it would be fun to piggyback. Uh, I would say say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Worst job, I would just say is like most unfortunate would probably be a tie. And they weren't bad. It was a tie between, um, I did a summer, or was it winter? Yeah, no, summer at Anthropology, which I believe everyone's boycotting right now. So it was years ago. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did just like, I was a seasonal employee. So I didn't work that much, but I just in general, why I didn't like you. And then the other one is that I worked at the counter as a hostess, which is. Oh, well, remember that, that was situation while I was an intern. when you were interning at Clever. Yeah. yeah. But so both of those are equivalent for me just because I would say I have a very specific kind of social anxiety and anxiety in general. I, if I'm comfortable and feel like prepared and qualified for something, ask me anything. Tell me to do whatever. I'm so ready to go. But if I feel like I can't do, like, I'm a perfectionist. So if I, I feel like I can't do it well, or like, if I don't know the answer or something, I just like, like, absolutely panic. Anthropology specifically is somewhere where you can go in there and be like, hello, I bought this 10 years ago. Can I return it? And then you have to say yes. And like, they literally have binders that you go through and there's like different, I was working two days a week. So not only did I come in every time and like everything had moved. So I like have no idea where to find everything. So it's like, oh, do you have any more of these? And I'm like, fuck mine. Oh, do you want to go look in the back? Because I can't even find it. Uh, but then also you have people like, and not, and I was in Westlake Village, which a lot of people were nice and some were um, not. 
moms that have nothing better to do with their t- there are a lot of Karens. So the Karens got a Karen. I was not the manager, but they were speaking to me and I would just get so stressed out because I genuinely didn't know. So it felt like anytime someone asked me something that I have to go ask the manager who's so annoyed with me because they're like, why the hell do we hire someone that I have to then micromanage everything they do? My favorite was getting um, designated to like the sale closet so I could just like zone out and hang up clothes. (laughs) But then it was the worst because you'd watch moms come in with their children that they do not watch at all no and then the kids come in and they're just ripping everything off hangers and i'm like i just did that for three hours do you remember when you were a kid how fun it seemed to go hide and like inside of the racks of clothing my mom in the big center though like my mom wouldn't my mom would never allow us to do that she was like very strict when we would go out in public so much so and i don't know if this is an 80s thing or just a crazy judy davis thing jubilee she she no, she put bells on our shoes so she could hear us. So we she could never like was, hide from her. Like cats. Yeah, like little cats. Like like we didn't have leashes, but we did have our shoes with these little bells. And she would be like, I hear you. Get out of the middle of that rack. I remember being at Ross and my mom like dragging me out of there. I just unlocked a memory. I can remember being in, yes, I'm about to say this, limited two. Which oh. was like I'd say from age seven to like 11, that was all I wore. A lot of lime green. That was yes. the no, the big color of the, the color <laughs> of the season. Um, but I vividly remember a time of being in, my mom didn't need to keep track of me because I was like hiding behind her at all times. I was super shy when I was little, but apparently I too was <laughs> intrigued by the <laughs> hiding in the clothing rack. So I guess what I've done is like gone in a few of them and spun them from the inside. I think it was with my sister and we were like, and so we got a few of them spitting and my mom got very angry and um, made us leave. Linda would not approve of that behavior. And, like, and that was like, people are like, oh, wait, were you a bad kid? What'd you do to get grounded? I'm like, uh, I literally nothing ever. I think my mom grounded me once and it was because I like had too many like cups that I didn't take out of my room. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. This is so funny. My mom tried to like spank me once when I was 12. And I remember being like, That's like old. Looking, I remember looking at her and I was probably her same height by then. And just looking at her and she was like, ah! and I just started laughing. And then she started laughing. And I was like, we both know this is really stupid. And this I is mean, like the thought of your mom <laughs> spanking anyone is a joke. Cause she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, Jazzy, when am I going to hurt you? <laughs> And I just remember we both started laughing because we were like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever seen in our lives. And we're both involved in it. Oh, Judy. Um, so wait, do you have any oh other job so stories or was that yours? I. So I guess anthropologies gave me a lot of anxiety because I felt like I literally didn't know what I was doing and I yes. made no money. And then I think I spent it all on the clothes there. So that was a huge bust. But um, while I was interning at Clever before I got hired, I was working three days a week at Clever as an intern and then three days a week as a hostess at the counter, which is a burger place, I think. Maybe only they're California. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're everywhere, I think, right? Never mind. Maybe they're everywhere now. Great. I They have really good onion strings. Highly recommend. But anyway, I knew someone that worked there. So he had got me. It was, um, we had a couple that lived with us uh, back in the day. So Oh, the I guy, remember. Uh, that, oh, hold on. That's story. a whole other so, story. 
the the husband worked there as a server. So he got me the interview as if it's like a meet full of strings to get a job at the counter. But um and I didn't have any restaurant or like uh food service history, but they were like, Well, you seem like a competent person that can talk to people. Sure, here's the job. So they would have two hostess usually on at a time. All the other people that worked there hated their lives. Like I, one, I, at least two of them were fired during like the three months that I worked there. Which like, how are two people in three I don't months get it. feels like that's yeah. a big turnover rate. But um, I hated it so much because it's another thing. It's like I feel like people ask. Well, there's like the hierarchy of restaurants where it's like there's the hostess, there's the waiter, there's the bussers, there's the cooks. There's a lot of different moving pieces. But at the counter, there's the hostess, which also gets to double as the busser because they don't have those. And the waiters do not bust their own tables. Do the hostesses or hosts get tips? No, of course not. <laughs> because that would be humane. Um, that's no, like that was only Outback, like, at Outback, we did tip share. It. Everybody, yeah, yeah. I would, we would tip out everybody, as you should be. Duh. occasionally if you were working like if there was a waiter there and you were like helping their section out a lot then they would maybe give you a little but they didn't have to uh and this wasn't a huge restaurant either so it's like rarely did someone come in and there wasn't some kind of a wait which already stresses me out because i'm like, like oh how long how the fuck am i supposed to know like i don't know maybe that person's a really slow eater i don't know also why are you coming into a restaurant that only maybe has 10 tables in the entire thing with a group of 30 people without a reservation. Like, please tell me how that makes sense to you. And then get frustrated when I'm like, I don't know. I literally, it was like my, my shifts were maybe four hours and I would come home and just be like, I've done things that I feel like are, I've made a video that millions of people are going to see and judge the shit out of me. No, what really stresses me out is like having to deal with people that are upset. Confrontation but that's in why, general. in my opinion, and I feel like this is a popular opinion, I think all human beings should be forced as a part of just like schooling or something to either work in a restaurant or in retail because it just gives you so much empathy to the human experience. And moreover, it shows you how truly unhinged people become for ab- for no reason. It's, it's mind-blowing. Uh- I would, to play devil's advocate, I never dealt with anyone that was, like, completely, like, just incessantly great. Like, no one was such a, I have no one that sticks out in my head is that, like, caused a scene or anything. I would say I think it's good if some people are, like, if they're not good at putting themselves in someone else's shoes. I personally did not need to work at the counter to not be an asshole to restaurant True. Workers. Yes, And I think right. specifically that there's, People should be very aware that there's different jobs for different people. I do not thrive in a job where I have to be put on the spot with potentially a question I don't know the answer to because I will have an internal mental breakdown, even if the question was what time it is and I just don't have a watch. (laughs) Meanwhile, if you ask me to like literally learn a new skill and translate an entire, like I have to learn a new language and edit something that, great. At least I can be by myself and I can be like focused on it. I think I'm too influenced by all the like other stimuli going on in those kind of. So I do think it's a nice thing to be able to like, oh, uh, I remember when I worked there, I feel bad for them. But like, also just have empathy for people anyway. You shouldn't have to be like, oh, you I would think. That exact. 
you would really think. But well, I, or maybe you wouldn't, considering the climate our world is in, right? <laughs> very true. Exactly. I think it's less about retail and food and more about like something involving like the service industry or customer serving service. Serving of other people. Serving of other people. Like some people are not about I other think, people. And also ha- having a job that isn't um, about you, where you're like having to like not be, I, I, I don't want to say like, you have to like succumb to what, but like, you know, the customer is always right. Yes. Like even if you I were just, like a designer that's having to deal with clients or something rather than like, a YouTuber who's just like doing it for themselves. I just think it's a good life lesson to have to like know in the future when you go to a restaurant as a patron or when you go to a clothing store or when you call customer service, which y'all know, if you've ever seen us on YouTube, I have a thing for calling customer service, but I'm not a Karen. I'm Jocelyn and I like to call customer service and just No, she instead wastes their time with compliments rather than... (laughs) So then they can't do the job they're supposed to. I could not disagree more uh, because you know what? We have changed some lives with our customer service calls. You have one case study where they sent us. (laughs) Yes. And if you guys are curious as to what we're talking about, we'll link to it below. But we have an amazing case study with Keurig, the brand Keurig, and one of their customer service net reps by the name of Chris. And you know what? We'll just link to it. Y'all can see what happened. It was life-changing. You're welcome. Anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, so basically the counter was like just anxiety inducing again. I will say the one thing that sticks out is like being just the worst ever is that I was, the restaurant's not that big. I'm at the host counter on this corner, far corner. There's um, tables that have all been put together for when it's a large parties they came to this small restaurant for. It's a bunch of like 10 year olds, maybe post baseball game. Not only does that annoy me off the bat because it's like 15, 10 year olds running around screaming in a restaurant that does not fit that many people. But then I glance over and I see one of the kids. He's now standing on the seat of the booth. And I'm like, what is he doing up there? Like, first of all, I was like, why, where are your parents? Can someone control you? Oh, that's a whole other then topic. Then all of a sudden, a whole other topic. Like, he could have just been being annoying. And that would have already been like, uh, maybe get your kid off. Like, he shouldn't be standing there. Oh, do you want to know why he was standing there? Because he was trying to get the attention of uh, his family. I don't know. To um, let them know that he was about to get sick, a.k.a. projectile vomit all over (laughs) the table and the booth that he was standing on. And I'm like watching it happen from afar. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And in my head, it's just like, oh, that sucks for whoever has to clean it. Oh, wait. That's me because there are no busters. (laughs) But seriously, honestly, if that was my kid, if that was my kid and I've. I don't have a kid, but I do have multiple friends I that I've thrown. I'm going to clean it up for yes. them. Yep. I'm, rem- yep. I'm remembering one of my friends throwing up all over the table of a Denny's after a night out in Vegas. And we cleaned it up and we were all in the same shoes as her, basically. All of us almost throwing up over her throw up. It was disgusting. The Truly only time disgusting. I haven't cleaned up my own <laughs> vomit throat, which is a less disgusting word, is um, I did a story time about how uh, one time I got real sick and um, had been drinking and then smoked, but the, the guys had put 
this, it was real strong and I got sick and I threw up all over my friend's bed and was too hungover to fix it. And they didn't have any cleaning <laughs> supplies. So I just left and I left him a note that I had to write with a highlighter where it was like, sorry. <laughs> and um, uh, my friends then collectively knew me as the girl that threw up in our friend's bed for a while. Oh my gosh. What a legacy to leave behind, Lils. What a you legacy. You know, I'm a, I'm a classy bitch. <laughs> um, well, you know, Hopefully, moving forward in the future, all of our worst jobs are behind us. I was like, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> 10 years down the line, we'll be irrelevant. We're going to be like, so, Joss, do you have that modeling agent? Do they need more soup pictures? Hey, Linda, Crystal, they're the best. We can come back anytime we want. But I think it's time for us to wrap this up. What do you think? I think it is time to say so long share well i hate us so much more now okay lil so before we wrap this up what would you like to share with the world that brought you joy this week besides my singing right now yeah i was like uh, well i mean i had something but now it's been changed <laughs> because it's definitely that um what did bring me joy this week that first, much joy, huh? Okay, I'll go first because uh, this is something I've actually been thinking about. And it is the fact that Trader Joe's just released a brand new item, vegan mozzarella shredded cheese that actually melts and tastes freaking fantastic. I had it in my egg white Brussels sprout omelet this morning and it was quite satisfying and quite savory. And unlike a lot of other vegan cheeses, it actually melts, which is a thing for vegans. I think I'm not a vegan. I'm not, I'm not a vegetarian either, but I do like the plant-based lifestyle just because I like plants, eating them, planting them, killing them. Um, and this cheese is awesome. Trader Joe's is the bomb, by the way. It's so inexpensive. I mean, and if they want to clearly... sponsor me, that's fine. Clearly, it has quite the cult following because even still, I feel like for the most part now, there aren't lines to get into grocery stores or anywhere anymore as of like a week ago. But right. um, Trader Joe's is like down the street every time. And every time I pass it, I'm like, do you like it that much? I yes, I say that, but like I do that for in and out. So like I understand. I just, I don't know. They don't, the reason I've never gone to Trader Joe's is because they don't have like the name brands that I do want. Right. So it's like, I can't go yes. there and get Coors Light. No, and you can't get like Stouffer's, like lasagnas or whatever it is that you're obsessed with. But um, another thing I just thought of, because now that we're podcasters, there is a Trader oh, yes. Joe's podcast. We should try to get on that. Who? What? I don't know who. I don't what, know who hosts it. Fiona if, told me. What if it, because what Fiona, they talk Fiona about? loves it. Trader Joe's. Lay doy. Hello. Like, I didn't even. I. I would ask more questions, but I honestly don't really care. <laughs> what brought you joy, Lil? Have you thought of anything? Um, I oh, actually, I do have one. It's uh, you remind me of because it because it relates to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I. So anyone watching that's been watching us for a long time knows I'm a very picky eater, and not only a picky eater, but I just am like. I feel like especially as I've gotten older and this is kind of sad, but like I'm not much of a foodie and that I'm like trying to always like like try new things and go to a new restaurant. Like, yeah, that's fun. I think maybe if I had like a, a boyfriend or a significant other like to do it with, 
maybe it's like the activity is fun but like food for me isn't something that needs to be like this religious experience every time like I can eat the same thing pretty much every day and be fine so I do have though my few restaurants that are like my I would do anything for including Joss knows there's one in Arizona that like anytime I go I strategically have to go so I get there at least Friday morning because they're only open Monday through Friday until 2.30 it's devastating. In college, it was rough when you were really hungover because 2.30 was too early. But anyway, Lampost Pizza is one of my favorites. And that Love. actually is a chain that's in California. There's not a ton of them. And I've brought friends there and been like, this is my favorite pizza place ever. And they are like, it's pizza. Like, it's not that exciting. <laughs> um, I beg to differ. I think it's amazing. But the closest one, I mean, actually, there probably is one even the other direction that's closer. But to go to it, it's only when I'm home. So if I'm in Thousand Oaks, I'll go. But I'm not going to drive 45 minutes to an hour to just go get pizza. I have to give a shout out to um, Hart's husband, Arnold. He posted <gasps> yes! a, a story on his Instagram one day of a pizza that looked so fucking good. And I was like, where is that from? I need it in my mouth immediately. And he was like, it's from a meat cheese. And I was like, ooh, no, I've seen that. Where is it? I've seen. I've- well, I, we had them at home growing up. Like, I've always, I got a, it would, to me, hearing that it was a meat cheese, I was like, oh, so like a Domino's. Like, that's not that exciting. Yeah. He was like, oh, no, it's, I had never had it. It's so good. Blah, blah. It's a very hole in the wall Italian. They have like pizza, calzones, pasta, whatever. I ordered it the other day and I did a bite of the pizza and it was delicious. But not only was it good, I have this realization that it tastes exactly like Lampos. Like to the point where I like stopped eating and was like, (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with Amici's. Amici's was closer to my house even growing up. So like that would have even been easier to get than Lampos. And I think it's cheaper. So um, basically my exciting thing that I would like to share is which everyone's going to order it. They're going to be like, this is the most basic pizza ever. But um, my current favorite pizza is yes. for sure from Amici's. And I've also been throwing a little cannoli into for dessert. It's really good. Oh my gosh. This is like, this conversation is making me really hungry. I'm going to pound that whole bag of vegan cheese after I, this. I, ew. Um, I literally ordered it last night. It's <gasps> oh like, my gosh. There. And actually I posted it on my story and I had like a weird amount of people being like, where is that from? Even my mom, who I told it was from Amici's, and she's like, please, I get Amici's all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what they did besides steal Lampo's recipe, apparently, but it tastes the same and I highly recommend. That's hilarious. Well, my mom has always said, and my mom was like a foods and nutrition teacher for her whole career, that pizza is a very healthy food because all of the food groups and the food pyramid or whatever it's called, they're all represented. So there I you go. totally agree. <laughs> pizza is basically salad sort of whatever. uh i yeah sure yes well lil um thank you so much for sharing that and um before we go we should probably tell each other i think yeah should you you turn to your other side uh, yeah and then i'll, I'll do that okay, okay. One, one two, two three thank you thank for you for sharing it's getting weirder and weirder now that we just do it with each other, you know, but I'm, I'm okay with it. It's like, should we stop? No, probably not. 
No, we shouldn't stop. It's just getting weird enough. Um, but that's just our opinion. We want to hear from you guys. So if you are watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. And of course, let us know what your worst job story is, because I know we are not the only ones with terrible jobs. I just I we're blessed that those were our worst jobs. You're right. You you could not be more right. And if you guys are listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, thank you so much. Please subscribe, leave us a rating, do all of the things because that's really important in the podcast world, Lil. Apparently, leave a review. It is. And um, also, yes. if you're watching on YouTube, because there was a lot of visual tidbits that you probably would want to see as well, go check us out, youtube.com slash share channel. And we love you guys. Please stay safe. If you are quarantining, wear your mask, do all of the things. And wherever you are in the world, we hope you're doing awesome. Seriously, guys, wear your fucking masks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) This is over. Uh, It's true. Goodbye. Bye. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.